Well, good morning. Happy Easter Sunday morning. We are in a very unique, a very unique Sunday morning for Easter Sunday. About three weeks ago, we realized that we were not going to be able to be doing our services in our building and we were not going to be all together and we recognized that that was just going to be the case. And since then, so much has unfolded in all of our lives. Things are so different than we thought they would be a month ago. As a matter of fact, about two weeks ago, I went to our supermarket and uh, to pick up the creamer for my coffee because that's just the way I drink coffee. And it was interesting to find out that they had moved all of Easter, all the candy, all the baskets, all the bunnies, all the peeps, whether they were pink, purple, or yellow, to the back wall. Not only had they moved all the candy and baskets and all of Easter to the back wall, but they were on sale. The sign said up to 40% off. I'm here to tell you this morning, on Easter Sunday morning, Easter is not in the back of the store on 40% off. Easter is alive and well because Jesus Christ is risen. He rose from the dead and we celebrate it this morning, Easter Sunday morning. And we are excited about it. And I just want to open up the Easter story. I want to share that with you, our church family. Our culture, so much is different. It's interesting that if you take a, a glass of even muddy water and you set it on a shelf and it sits on that shelf for just a couple of days, all of the junk inside that jar will drift to the bottom and you'll be able to see clearly. Over these last several weeks, I've been watching the news and I watch a news feed that gives me both sides of the political aisle, but it also gives me so many of the wonderful things that are happening. And we have seen so much happen. We, we've watched the Patriots owner send his plane to get masks. We've watched people change what their company built to build something else to help Americans. We've watched Americans do all kinds of acts of kindness in this opportunity because great things have happened right in the middle of this really difficult time for all of us. So I look at this story, I, I could read it in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. We could spend all day just reading and talking about the resurrection. I want to look at it in the Gospel of John because the resurrection launches the church. So many people think that they read their Bible and that's what launched the church. The Bible wasn't even there till 400 years after the resurrection. It was the resurrection of Jesus Christ that changed lives. It was the resurrection of Jesus Christ that made everyone realize that the Son of God had risen from the dead. Look as John writes in chapter 20. He says, early on the first day of the week, that was Easter Sunday morning, the first Easter Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and John's writing this in third person. He says, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. 
you'll notice that Mary did not come running saying, he's risen, he's risen, he's out of the tomb. She didn't say that because no one, including those who were closest to Jesus, expected a resurrection. Not one of them. It was the furthest thing from their mind. They were thinking that someone took the body. They they were talking about the fact that, that someone stole the body. Even those who loved him the most thought it was over. Good Friday, at one o'clock, everything went dark. At, one o'clock, at 12 o'clock, everything went dark. At one o'clock, two o'clock, and three o'clock. And then Jesus let go of his spirit, and he died. And from that moment forward, they were all convinced that Jesus was going to do what people do when they died. And that was that he was going to stay dead. Verse 3 says, so Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both of them were running. The other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and he looked at the strips of linen inside, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there. As well, of the cl- as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. See, Peter came and John came. And John stopped at the edge of the tomb. Peter went right inside and stared at the linen cloths. John then came in just a few minutes later. And the reason that John saw and believed was because the strips of linen that were wrapped around the body were laying on that stone table that the body was laid in. Joseph of Arimathea had this tomb built for himself just recently. It was newly carved out of stone and there was a stone platform that they laid Jesus' body on. If you remember the story of Lazarus, you remember that when he came out of the tomb and Jesus rose him from the dead, his body was wrapped in strips of linen. It was, this, it was the system of burial that they used over and over again. See, we call an undertaker and we give that responsibility to him. It was DIY for them. They did it themselves and someone always wrapped the body. When John and Peter went inside that tomb, laying on that flat stone table were the strips of cloth wrapped around the body and a separate fabric that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. And they were laying there, listen, they were laying there as if a body had just slipped out of them and they settled down right to the stone. There's only one way that that could happen. And that would mean that the body of Jesus just came right out of that linen. It says, John saw and he believed. Do you dare to believe? That's probably the most important question you're going to ever answer in your life. Do you dare to believe? A little bit further on in the afternoon, in verse 11, Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look at the tomb and saw the two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. 
one of them at the head and one of them at the feet. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't realize that it was Jesus. Mary was dealing with grief. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi, which means teacher. You know, when we hear the story of the resurrection and when the disciples heard the story of the resurrection, we all take it differently. We all, we all take time to take it through our thought process. We, we, we almost don't instantly respond to the fullness of it. And if, if you're, you come at the tomb like Peter, you're almost thinking, I'm not sure this can be true. Is it really true? Or, or, or maybe like John, you take a little bit longer and, and, and you're looking into the tomb after Peter's already gone in and, and you're checking out the facts. You're, you're, you're spending more time taking it through your thought process. And then we have an encounter with Jesus. And when we have an encounter with Jesus, we make the decision to serve him and follow him and believe him. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, she said. And she told them some of the things that Jesus had told to her. And then down in verse 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, in other words, the first Easter Sunday night, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, they locked themselves in their homes and they did that because they had watched their savior. They had watched the one they followed for three years get arrested on trumped up charges, put to trial and crucified. So with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be unto you, he said. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and he showed them his side. And the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now, Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And they said to Thomas later on, we have seen the Lord. And here's Thomas's response. But he said to them, unless I see the marks of nails in his hands and I put my finger where the nails were and I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A lot of us are like Thomas. Thomas just did not believe. Listen to this. About a week later, his disciples were in the house again with Thomas. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, he says, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. You know, Jesus wasn't calling Thomas out. 
he wasn't making a spectacle of Thomas. He was saying to Thomas, I know all about you. I know what you're thinking. I know your thought process. I know all about you, Thomas. And it's the same thing that he says to you and I. And he knows us. He knows all about us. He wants the same thing for us that he wanted for Thomas and he wanted for the disciples. And listen to Thomas's response. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Thomas looked at Jesus. Jesus had his full attention and Jesus met him and he recognized it. Many of us are caught up in doubt and doubt is not a bad thing but allowing God to take doubt in our lives and move us to the place where we have faith. Thomas moved to the place where he had faith. My Lord and my God. Thomas was saying, I'm surrendering my life to him. He's saying, God, you can have everything. I trust you. My Lord and my God, I'm all in. Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet they believe. And Jesus was talking there. He was talking about us. He was giving real clarity for you and I. We, we haven't physically seen him. Oh, but so many of us have believed. I'm here to tell you this morning, Easter is not on sale in the back wall of the supermarket. Easter is alive and well. And I just want to share one more part of this story because I think it, it transforms this very thought process in our minds. Only a resurrection could do the things that changed the life of the first century disciples. Only a resurrection could explain Peter and John as they stood in Jerusalem and preached with all their heart right in the face of the people who arrested their Savior and had him crucified. Acts chapter 4. Listen to this. Peter's preaching. He said, Then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. And he's talking to the very ones who had Jesus crucified, knowing that they had the power to crucify them. And this was just two weeks after Jesus had been crucified. And they were preaching and over 5,000 men accepted. 5,000 men believed in Jesus. And goes on the next verse to say, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they weren't politicians, they weren't lawyers, they weren't there to make a case, they were just ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They had just come from being with the risen Christ. And so what did they do? Because the crowds were so large, because so many had believed, because Jerusalem was talking about the resurrection of Jesus, the buzz was everywhere. 
the Sanhedrin and the captain of the guards actually released the disciples and let them go. They said, but you cannot preach in his name anymore. And look at Peter's response. It says, Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to listen to him? You be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we had heard. They had seen the risen Christ and he had talked with them. They'd had breakfast with him on the beach. Jesus was alive. Everybody knew it. Early people who heard the story of resurrection believed and they accepted Christ as their savior. They came face to face with the risen Christ. The disciples were so bold because they had seen Jesus. They had been with the risen Christ. They were no longer scared to death. You can't scare people. You can't scare men and women who don't fear death. Easter Sunday, today, this day, is a huge time for us as believers. Easter's not on sale in the back of the store. Easter is alive. Jesus Christ is risen. We are celebrating and we're doing it so differently. All around the world, our church buildings are empty. There's nobody in them. But we, the church, are in homes all around the world. This may be the largest Easter Sunday that has ever been because the internet will be flooded with messages just like this one. Christianity is an a is not an is not an event and christianity didn't grow out of a book christianity happened because jesus rose from the dead and we celebrate that this morning it's a big deal i wish we were together in our church building but we're not but i know that we're together in homes all around this area this is kind of the hysterical part, historical part. Parts of it, the way John writes it, are hysterical, but this is the historical part. And it's not just historical, it's personal. It's personal because Jesus Christ, for 2,000 years, have been changing lives. It's personal because he changed my life. It's personal because I grew up in a church and watched people's lives changed. Been watching it for years. Watch it in our church family. How one by one, as believers step into the family of God, he changes our lives. There's something inside of all of us that yearns for this to be true. Many of us are believers and some of us may be just kicking the tires. We're, we're, we're not sure. We're, we're still at a place where we, we haven't made that decision. And No matter where you are in this, for, for our church family, we're celebrating the fact that we have a risen Savior. For many others, we're looking from the outside. And I would just extend to you the invitation. The invitation for you to believe just like John believed. When John saw 
the strips of fabric that had been wrapped around that body, he recognized that the only, the only thing that could have happened here was the body of Jesus slipped right out of those cloths. And when the disciples met together in locked rooms, their home was locked, and Jesus, that same body, transformed, slipped right into the room. He was their Lord and Savior. As we accept and believe Him, He is our Lord and Savior. As believers, we're celebrating that this morning in a huge way. And I would just reach out to you, perhaps if you're not a believer, maybe you haven't made that decision, and say to you, come on in. What you need to do to come on in to be a part of this family is simply believe. Do that this morning. He desires you to do that. He is drawing you to do that. And you have the opportunity to change forever for yourself by just believing. We're celebrating Easter Sunday, church. And we're watching God do it in a larger way than we ever dreamed possible. And yet it's in a smaller way than we ever dreamed possible. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us your son, for letting him come as a baby, living his life perfect, paying the price for our sins, letting them nail him to a cross, put him in a tomb, and then he rose from the dead. And that changed everything. Oh, this is such a great day. Bless us, Lord, around the world as we celebrate this day and as we celebrate those who believed and became a part of his family. Thank you, Lord, so much. In your name we pray, amen. To our church family, take every part of today. Relax, enjoy, rejuvenate, have a great time together. And we'll see you next Sunday. We'll be praying throughout the week on Facebook with you. Look forward to the things that God's doing. This is a big day. It's not on sale in the back of the supermarket. It is a big, beautiful Easter Sunday. God bless you guys.